top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atienza. This is MB Now, and here are your news on web. Senate President Vicente Soto III lauded President Rodrigo Duterte for speaking on the leadership feud in the lower chamber, which resulted in its abrupt approval of the proposed 2021 budget. Soto also said that the sudden suspension of the decision to pass the general appropriations bill would delay the Senate's deliberation of the priority measure for a month. Our Manila Bulletin desk editor, Dennis Principe, has the details. Senate President Vicente Soto III hopes that members of the House of Representatives will get their act together following President Duterte's message on Thursday night. Soto lauded Duterte for speaking on the leadership feud in the lower chamber, which resulted in its abrupt approval of the 4506 trillion peso proposed 2021 budget on second reading and suspension of session ahead of the 18th Congress's scheduled recess. Duterte, in a pre-recorded speech, appealed to House Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano and Marinduque Representative Lord Alan Velasco to solve their dispute and pass the national budget legally. Gusto ko lang sabihin in one straight statement. Either you resolve the issue sa impasse ninyo dyan and pass the budget legally and constitutionally. Pag hindi ninyo ginawa, ako ang gagawa para sa inyo. Hindi ako nananakot. Wala akong ambisyon manakot. Wala rin akong ambisyon na tatagal dito sa pwestong putang inan to. Na puro problema. Wala akong, ano, wala akong hangarin. Basta sinasabi ko lang, if you do not solve the problem, then I will solve the problem for you. Soto had said the sudden suspension of session in the House and decision to pass the General Appropriations Bill on November would delay the Senate's deliberation of the priority measure for a month. Cayetano and Velasco, both allies of Duterte, are fighting over the top seat in the House. For MB Now, this is Dennis Principe reporting. Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano on Thursday night offered his sincere apologies to President Duterte over the political noise in the House of Representatives but was quick to guarantee that the chief executive's fears of a delayed approval of the 2021 budget will be addressed. Duterte had warned Cayetano and other House leaders that he will personally take action if the lower house fails to finish the budget on time. The suspension of House session has been one of the reasons why Duterte appeared on national television. He aired the apprehension that the abrupt passage of the second reading of the 2021 General Appropriations Bill and the suspension of sessions could trigger 
a constitutional issue. The Employers' Confederation of the Philippines urged the government to help micro companies get funds so that they can hand out the 13-month pay to their employees. ECO President Sergio Ortiz Luis made the appeal in response to the proposal of Labor Secretary Silvestro Bello III to exempt distressed companies from paying the 13-month pay to their employees. The ECOP official noted that 30% of the country's industries are composed of micro-companies and among the 30%, around half have already closed down during the pandemic. Ortiz Luis said deferment of the payment of the 13th month for these companies is not really an option because the responsibility to pay will still be there. The ECOP official admitted that the other suggestion of Bello to have the 13th month pay be paid by distressed companies on a staggered basis is also an option. Actually, yung uh, dito sa, ano natin, yung mga micro rito, it's 90% of the industries, ano? Uh, and uh, I think we're talking about maybe, maybe in the formal sector, ah, maybe siguro in the vicinity of one million, ano? Kalahati no, mga nagsara na. So, mga 500,000 uh, siguro yung uh, industries na yan na uh, uh, manihirapan magbayad kung papahirapan na. Hindi masyado malaking halaga. Mm-hmm. A social weather station survey has found out 9 out of 10 Filipinos have experienced stress from the COVID-19 crisis. The SWS said that the national mobile phone survey it conducted from September 17 to 20 among 1,249 adult Filipinos nationwide aged 18 years old and above revealed that 86% have been stressed by the COVID-19 crisis. The SWS said 58% experienced great stress and 27% experienced much stress, but also found out that only 15% felt little or no stress because of the pandemic. The SWS said 309 Filipinos in Metro Manila, 328 in Balanced Luzon, 300 in the Visayas, and 312 in Mindanao participated in the survey. Responding to a clear need, McDonald's Philippines has transformed many of its restaurants, party spaces into distance learning classrooms for teachers. The move is part of the fast food chain's efforts to support the blended education system the country has adopted due to the COVID-19 pandemic. McDonald's will also, will also allow teachers to use their facilities for a period of four hours per day with morning and afternoon sessions. The first time slot is from 8 a.m. to noon, while the afternoon schedule is from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. A big McDonald's participating store could accommodate 20 teachers per day. More than 4,000 teachers daily could use the 221 stores nationwide for free. While McDonald's Philippines would like to accommodate more teachers, they need to limit the number of participants to make sure that physical distancing is strictly enforced. Aside from Wi-Fi enabled, sanitized and quiet working spaces for educators to hold classes, participating McDonald's stores are also offering free coffee, water, hand sanitizer, and when needed, technical support from McDonald's staff. 
A list of participating branches is available on the McDonald's Philippines Facebook page. In Metro News, Quezon City shuts down two unsanitary slaughterhouses for selling lechon online. Pasig City unveils new health monitoring system, while Manila City bans daytime use of karaokes and videokes. More from this report. Two unsanitary slaughterhouses in Quezon City have been shut down by the city's veterinary department for operating and selling lechon online without necessary permits. Dr. Marie Cabel, city veterinarian, said they closed two slaughterhouses on Maginhawa Street on Wednesday for illegal slaughtering. Cabell encouraged the public to only buy lechon at registered outlets, saying that city has laloma lechon where people can buy safe and wholesome meat. The Pasig City government unveiled their new health monitoring system that is expected to further improve its contact tracing efforts and streamline its health services, especially during this time of pandemic. The new monitoring system also establishes a real-time communication between local government offices in charge of tracing, testing, and treatment. The city's health monitoring system serves as the central database of the citizens' medical records, an integrated inventory of the city's health resources, and the Pasig Pass a QR code-based contact tracing solution. Mayor Vico Soto urged city residents and people working in Pasig to register and download their own QR code at pasigpass.pasigcity.gov.ph. Using karaoke's, videokes, and other sound-producing devices in daytime was banned by the Manila City Government to prevent disturbing students during their online classes. Manila Mayor Francisco Escombrano de Magoso on Thursday signed City Ordinance Number 8688 that prohibits use of karaoke's and videokes, among others, from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Mondays to Saturdays. This after de Magoso reportedly received multiple complaints from parents of students whose online classes were disturbed by neighbors using karaoke machines since the school year opened on October 5. The ordinance will take effect immediately. First-time offenders will be fined 1,000 pesos, while second-time violators will pay 2,000 pesos. For the third and succeeding offenses, violators will be penalized with a 3,000 pesos fine. Here are the top news in other parts of the country. Benguet rape cases on the rise due to pandemic. NPA member in Bohol surrenders and Davao City residents told to participate in a culture of security campaign. More from this report. The Benguet Provincial Police Office reported 19 cases of rape committed at the height of the lockdown due to the coronavirus disease pandemic. Of the total cases recorded from March 16 to October 5, 2020, 15 suspects were arrested while 4 remain at large and are the subject of manhunt operations. According to the report of the Benguet Provincial Police Office, most of the cases are committed by relatives of the victims. Meanwhile, a prime suspect in the rape of a minor and listed as number 8 in the top 10 most wanted person in Kalinga province was arrested in Tabok City in Kalinga. Another member of the New People's Army operating in Bohol province has surrendered to authorities. Salvador Golosing Avenido surrendered last September 28, the second NPA member to yield in the same month. According to authorities, the series of surrenders of NPA members was an indication that the communist terrorist group was weakening. 
the 61-year-old Avenido was known as Admiral Samuel Ensadu, said he decided to surrender because he was forsaken by the group. He also shared that the terrorist group did not even help him when he figured in an accident. Livelihood assistance will be extended to Avenido and other NPA rebels who will decide to surrender. The city government of Davao advised the residents to actively participate in the first citywide culture of security community exercise which will be held in the coming days. The local government said this activity will be part of the Davao City's Culture of Security campaign. The community exercise will happen anytime next week covering the entire city of Davao. 25 actors disguised as terrorists will be deployed in various locations within Davao City and this will test how Davaoenos cooperate with authorities and react to reports of terrorist presence. The city government advised the public to avoid panicking and to report these suspicious individuals based on the specific descriptions to be announced by the city government. Once reported, the terrorist will be counted as neutralized. In world news, French court upholds Google's obligation to negotiate payment for news. Protesters march against police brutality in Minneapolis. And giant rice crane urges South Koreans to cheer up. Let's watch this report. Paris Appeals Court has upheld an order for Google to negotiate with media groups in a long-running dispute about revenues from online news. The ruling came as the U.S. internet giant announced it was close to a deal on compensating French media groups for news shown in Google search results. Such a deal would represent a climb down by Google, which has so far refused to comply with the new EU rules, giving more copyright protection to media firms for news displayed on search engines and social media. France was the first European country to ratify the law, which could act as a lifeline to newspaper groups grappling with shrinking print sales. Protesters march against police brutality in Minneapolis. After police officer charged with killing George Floyd, the African-American whose death sparked a mass protest movement, was released from a Minnesota jail on Wednesday on a $1 million bail. The Hennepin County Sheriff's Police posted a notice of his release after more than four months in jail, after Derek Chauvin was able to post a hefty bond, which came with conditions that he remain in Minneapolis until the trial. Online, a number of groups were calling for the new protests over the coming days of Chauvin's release, but it was not clear whether large numbers were expected. Across a vast sprawl of paddy fields on South Korea's southern tip, a giant crane made out of rice plants urges the country to cheer up in the face of the coronavirus pandemic. The slogan is Sunchon, 320 kilometers south of Seoul, is made out of different varieties of rice, planted to create shapes in the crop when viewed from above, even though the effect is invisible from the ground. The images and annual promotional effort are designed and planted by local children and farmers. As well as the crane, a huge ladybird symbolizes low pesticide agriculture. The insect's numbers plummet when such chemicals are used. In entertainment, months since the Manila Bulletin Entertainment broke the news about their wedding, celebrity couple Casey Tandiga and TJ Monterde have finally confirmed that they have indeed tied the knot. On their respective Instagram accounts, the couple shared photos and stories of their wedding. The couple both wore a suit for the ceremony made by Manila-based brand Light Shine White. The wedding took place at a resort in Batangas under a 300-year-old tree. 
The venue was decorated with flowers and different seats in white were placed with adequate distance from each other. The couple also released a song entitled Can't Wait to Say I Do, where snippets of their wedding is shown in its music video. In sports, Alex Ayala recovered from a slow start and bested Linda Noskova of Czech Republic 4-6-6-3-6-2 to book a semifinal berth in the French Open Juniors Championships on Thursday night. The second-seeded Ayala dug deep by winning nine break points to survive the match in almost two hours. The 15-year-old Philippine bet had trouble with her service game in the first set but regrouped to find her rhythm in the second frame. Ayala called a medical timeout after the second set after experiencing tightness on her glutes during due to fatigue. But she returned with more conviction in the deciding frame, breaking Noskova's opening serve to dictate the pace and holding her serve throughout en route to the win. A globe ambassador since 2013, the feat made Ayala the first Filipina to make it to the Grand Slam semifinals, matching Felix Barrientos' accomplishment in 1985 at the Wimbledon Juniors. It also assured Ayala a new career-high ranking at the International Tennis Federation Juniors after entering the tournament at number four. Ayala will battle third seed Elsa Giacomo of France Friday night for a spot in the final and a chance to clinch her second Grand Slam title after winning the 2020 Australian Open Junior doubles crown. Giacomo, 17, is seeded third and is coming off a 6-4-6-4 semis victory over 10th pick Cristina Dimitruk of the Belarus. And let's end the week with an inspiring story. A grade 11 student from Sampaloc, Manila, did not lose hope in having a gadget for her and three other siblings to be used for their online classes. Even if she failed in bartering her shoes for a laptop, she never ceased to take action. Until one day, all her hard work and prayers paid off in a way she could never imagine. Let's watch this. Distance learning during a pandemic has been a huge challenge, not only for the students, but also for their families. The same is true for 15-year-old Angel Pinto, a grade 11 student from Mary Charles College in Sampaloc, Manila. Adjusting to the new learning system has been very difficult for Angel, especially since she has to share the use of a single cell phone with her four younger siblings. Angel is the eldest of a brood of five. Her younger siblings are in grade 7, 5, 2, and 1. When class started, it was a struggle juggling a single gadget for the use of five students. No Monday po, dun po talaga ano, nagkagulo-gulo po kami kasi po sabay-sabay po yung schedule, tapos isa lang po yung tablet na galing po sa school yung, bin, yung bigay po. Kaya po, um, nagkagulo po yung dumating po sa point na nagkat po ng klase yung isa kong kapatid para po ano, mag, magpaubaya po dun sa isa pa po. Due to the pandemic, Angel's mother, a street vendor, had to stop selling food in front of the school. She now depends on doing laundry for their neighbor to sustain their daily needs. Pinagsisikapan ko muna makapag-aral po ang aking mga anak dahil sa para sa kinabukasan nila. Gumagawa ako ng paraan para maka, makaraos ng kahirapan ng aking mga anak. As the eldest, Wilma has asked Angel to help her in her own little way and to be patient with her siblings. Kaya sabi ko, 
sa kanya. Ikaw na, gawin mo na lang yung ano, dapat mong matuma, maitulong sa mga kapatid mo. At ina, parang tinulungan ko rin siya na kung anong dapat niyang gawin. Angel started to think of ways to alleviate their plight. She used the social media to barter her pair of rubber shoes in high hopes of trading it for a laptop last August 13. Unfortunately, she failed to get a barter despite the full support of her friends. Sinabi ko din po sa mga kaibigan ko kasi sila po talaga yung nag-push po sa akin na i-post po yun noong August 13 po. Isa rin po sila sa dahilan kung bakit ko po ano, pinush po yun para po mapansin din po ng iba. She tried other options such as joining gadget giveaways of local celebrities, but still was not lucky enough to win. She also joined the Piso Para Sa Laptop fundraising campaign online, but the money she got from the campaign was still not enough to buy herself a laptop. Noong una po, syempre po nalungkot po. Tapos ano, napanghinaan din po ako ng loob nun po. Pero po yung mga kaibigan ko po, sinabi po nila sa akin na huwag pong susuko. Tapos po, i-post po ulit, malay, malay ko po na baka next time po, mapansin na po ulit. Until one day, her prayer was answered. She was featured in some social media page and news platforms including the Manila Bulletin online page last October 4. Her story captured the attention of many, including Manila Mayor Francisco Isco Moreno Dumagoso. Tuesday night of October 6, she was surprised to receive not only one but three tablet computers for her and her siblings from the office of the city mayor of Manila. Thank you very much po kasi dahil po dun sa binigay niyo pong tablet sa amin, hindi na po kami mahihirapan, tapos hindi na rin po magkakagulo-gulo. Nagpapasalamat po ako sa Manila Bulletin din na malaking tulong sa aking anak. Tapos kay Mayor Isko po, malaking, maraming maraming salamat po sa inyo. Malaking tulong po na binigay niyo po sa aking, sa aking mga anak yung tablet po. Hindi na po sila nahirapan ngayon. Masayang-masaya na po yung aking mga anak. When Manila Bulletin relayed by Viber the profuse thanks of the Pinto family, the mayor said they should thank God instead. Angel also encouraged her fellow students who are also having a hard time with online classes to never lose hope and to just keep the faith. She also promised to do her best in school and take care of the gadget entrusted to them. Pagbubutihin pa po yung pag-aaral tapos po, iingatan po yung tablet po para po sa susunod po, um, magagamit pa po namin. And those are the news on Web Today, October 9, 2020. It's 77 days before Christmas. For more news and details, get your copy of Manila Bulletin newspaper tomorrow or log on to www.mb.com.ph. Or you may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link on this video's caption to have the latest, latest news. I am Barbie Atienza for Manila Bulletin celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Join us again on Monday. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.